Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's philanthropic community, where we highlight people and organizations who are doing great things and making a big impact in our community, which is so important. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach at Ellen Becker Investment Group. So today we're going to learn about two nonprofit organizations that have been, each of them have been around for more than 100 years. They're centennials in our local community and many people may not even be aware of them if they don't have a family member, a friend, a neighbor, or coworker who struggles with the challenge they provide services for. There's actually an estimated 285 million visually impaired people in the world today, 12 million in the United States, and as many as 200,000 in Wisconsin. By 2030, the number of Americans affected by age-related blindness is expected to double. Now, you might start to think about all the ways that these people could be considered disabled, but both organizations we'll talk to today choose to focus on the abilities and not the disability of the people they serve because they know that what people can do is far more important than what they can't. My first guest today is Terry Davis, Executive Director of Vision Forward, whose mission is to have all individuals with vision loss reach their full potential and lead active, independent lives. Welcome to the show today, Terry. Hello, thank you, Jill, for having us, and thank you to the Ellen Becker Investment Group for this opportunity. We appreciate it. You are certainly welcome. So tell us why you're so passionate about the mission of Vision Forward. The mission of Vision Forward is so important because vision loss impacts almost everyone in our society today. And when I think of the work we do, and I think we start with people from the very beginning of life, the little kiddos who are, you know, six weeks of age, all the way to the end of life. And I think of a little girl who came to us at nine months of age, and she um, had no vision. And she spent the first few months of her life laying in her crib because her parents didn't know how to handle a baby who couldn't see because of up to 80% of what a child learns in the first few years of life is through their eyes. And if you can't see, you don't have those cues. And this little girl was an adorable, blonde-haired, rosy little girl who did not move, did not play. She didn't know what to do. And our team worked with her to teach her how to do all the typically developing tasks and skills that her sighted peers would do. And by the time she left our program, she was out walking on her own and talking. And then we go to the opposite end of the spectrum to Harvey, an 84-year-old gentleman who has macular degeneration, who has been seeing his doctor but his goal from a daily living perspective was, I want to read the paper, I want to get my mail, I want to be able to do all those things I typically had done. And he called me after getting some services from us and he said, you saved my life because I feel so independent that I can continue to read and I know how to use my remaining vision. He was so excited that I could feel his smile through that phone call. And I'll never forget that. And so when I think of those two stories at both ends of the spectrum and how important it is, I don't want people to be afraid that if they have changing vision, we're here for them. 
Hmm. That's a wonderful story and a wonderful story of how, how you guys make an impact. But then what, what is it about Vision Forward that makes you unique then? Well, for 101 years, we've been the only state in Wisconsin who's providing all the comprehensive services that we provide. Vision loss is not a one-size-fits-all. It's very individualized. It's very unique. It's very different um, per person. And so we need to be able to work with each individual one-on-one to make sure that their needs are being addressed. And no one does what we do. No one else does. People do bits and pieces, but we cover the full spectrum. And, um, you know, I have an example of a, of, a, of a board member. Her husband lost his vision unexpectedly. And she thought that our agency was only for people who are blind. And so they didn't come to us to get the services. Yet the adaptations that her husband needed to be able to do his job and to be able to continue to feel important and valued as a member of society, um, he didn't get that until much later after his vision loss had been um, with him for a number of years. And she said, we lost an opportunity there that may have really helped us. And so it's important people know that we're here, um, not just because someone's blind, but someone may start to have low vision or changing vision, and we're here to help people. Well, like I said at the opening of the show, many people may not even be aware that you exist if they don't have a relative, you know, a loved one, a coworker, a neighbor who struggles with vision impairment. So this, again, is why we do these shows, so people can be aware of the organizations, the great organizations that are out there doing, doing great work. So you guys are a hidden gem, I think, along yeah. with... Uh, that we'll have uh, a little later, but give us an idea then of some of the services that you actually do provide. Well, we provide, starting with the youngest, we provide services for the little ones. Um, We make sure that uh, a baby, an infant um, can come to our preschool or a child can come to our preschool and learn all the skills they need to have so that they are ready to be able to go on to school. Um, If you suddenly lost your vision, Jill, what would you do? How would you do your job? We provide skills of daily living to retrain you so that you can continue to do what you're doing. Uh, How are you going to get to work if you can't drive? So how are you going to get from point A to point B? So we're working with individuals. Um, They may need a white cane, and so we may teach them. We deal with the support and the emotional. Losing your vision or having changing vision is really hard. You know, one woman said to me, um, the hardest thing is when I go to church and my friends wave to me and I can't see their face because of the disease, the diagnosis that she has. So we teach her how to use that remaining vision or how to cope with that situation and how to talk. Um, We specialize everything we do. It's one-on-one. It is not a one-size-fits-all. It's per individual to make sure that they have the tools and the skills ready to live the life they want to live. A uh, personalized approach then to the situation, right? Exactly. Exactly. So you provide education and training, just to reiterate here, education and training for children and youth and education and training for adults Mm -hmm. and also support programs, but you customize them and you personalize them for the individual. Exactly. It's really critical. As I said, it's not a one size fits all. You know, someone may have difficulty with their peripheral vision and someone may have difficulty with their central vision. So how do we continue to work with them to ensure that they have the tools that they need? 
great, great stuff, Terry. I'm glad you're able to share all the different ways that you make an impact with people. You know, every seven minutes, someone in the United States permanently loses their vision. And it's predicted that one in every three baby boomers will experience vision loss as they age. That would be me, causing the number of Americans with vision impairment to almost double by 2050. Recognizing the serious nature and the impact of vision issues, the CDC, Center for Disease Control and Prevention, they've declared vision loss a major public health problem. So stay tuned to hear how Vision Forward is working with some key partners in the community to help with this very serious health challenge. We'll be right back after our commercial break. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking with Terry Davis from Vision Forward. So, Terry, this issue of vision loss is so serious that the CDC has declared it a major public health concern. So, how are you engaging with partners in the community to help with the problem? Yeah, vision loss is, is serious. It doesn't discriminate. It impacts people of every age and every walk of life, and it, it cuts across all economic, social, and cultural barriers. So for us, we start at the, at the ch- child level, and we work with the education system, the school systems, to ensure that kids have the adaptations they need in the schools, that they're... Um, got the education and the training they need to stick with their peers so that when they're ready to graduate from high school, they then have a path that they can look at. And that might be working with employers like um, another agency called Beyond Vision that hires people who are visually impaired. We assist employers so they know um, what the client or the individual needs, those adaptations. We have a a client who is a local professor at a university, and he's making an adaptation so he can continue to teach his children, his kids in the classroom, not his own children, but his kids in the classroom. And so he works with our team on what tools and technology he needs, and as well as preparing if he has further vision loss. And then we also work with the medical community, especially the ophthalmologists. The ophthalmologists are a great partner in that they're working with the medical issue that people have. They're dealing with all of the age-related diseases that the CDC has talked about. And then our job is to help work on the day-to-day issues with people. So how do we give them the tools and the skills and the support so that they can continue to live independently um, like they did before their vision loss? So will you go along with one of your clients to a doctor appointment to maybe act as a liaison between um, the, the, uh, the, the person that you're serving and the medical community. Let's say they don't have a family member that can help them and maybe they're confused or maybe they're elderly and they don't really understand the diagnosis. Do you come alongside them and help in that regard? No, we don't actually go to the doctor appointment on the adult side, but we work with them. We have a social worker on staff who would work with the family. They could work with the doctor. It's really important for us that we share with the doctor when they make the referral to us. We want them to know here's here's the progress the client's making and here's what's happening. On the child side, we might participate a little bit more actively in that, in the um, IEP plan or the transition plan. In those situations, it would be more appropriate. But the biggest challenge, one of the biggest challenges we have is that people don't want to um, acknowledge that they have vision loss. They don't want anyone to know the stigma, the fear, 
the, um, you know, how am I going to live my life? So people often wait a long time before they come and get services. And my guess is many of your listeners out here have some form of vision loss um, or a family member does. And, and we encourage people to reach out and talk to us, talk about, we know a third of our staff is blind or visually impaired. A third of our board is blind or visually impaired. So we are living um, our mission internally as well as trying to get the community to understand that there doesn't have to be the stigma attached. It's really learning how to do what you've always done differently. And I would imagine that just general information is so helpful. So I know that you provide resources and, and webinars and training and education in a number of ways, but you know, I would imagine that many people out there are just thinking that they're, um, they're being challenged visually because it's just part of the aging process. Yeah. I, and, and maybe by signing up for a webinars or just getting information that you provide will give us clarification on that because I don't know, maybe I'm just speaking for myself and <laughs> you know, in my fifties somewhere in there. And my vision has changed dramatically in the last couple of years. And you know, I just chalk it up to the aging process. And so maybe, you know, there are other things going on with people that they need to just uh, get some, some additional information. So if, if people uh, want to find out what classes or what webinars you have available, that's all available on your website, right? Yes, absolutely. We offer a variety of opportunities from community education to supportive services to um, just coming in. I mean, I know with the, with the current environment, but we have a retail store that people can can look at products and experience products. We just want people to reach out and talk and ask about the questions that they're dealing with to learn more, to be good consumers, to be good informed citizens of their own health. And, and we're here to help without any judgment. Okay. Well, you said that you have a retail facility. Where is that? Uh, we're at, at 912 North Holly Road. We have a, a store that uh, sells adaptive products and, and a variety of products for individuals that may need things. And, and the important thing is to talk to somebody about it instead of just going and purchasing three different magnifiers that you think are going to help you. Those may not be the items that will actually help you. But by talking with our staff and meeting with our team, they'll be able to direct you in the appropriate tools and adaptations that are going to be successful for you. Well, and you said before that one of your biggest challenges is people just acknowledging their vision loss and that, yep. you know, they don't get the services that they so desperately may need um, because they haven't kind of come to terms with the fact that they may be struggling with vision loss. And so would you say that that is your biggest challenge or do you have other things that you're dealing with? Well, I, I mean, I think we have a couple of challenges. Yes, we're the best kept secret, unfortunately. We want people to find us. I think the other hurdle that we face is, you know, um, it costs a lot to do what we do. And there's not oftentimes not the funding streams there because our work is so one-on-one -on -one and so difficult to do. And so, you know, it's, it's about $3 million a year to do our work and we need to raise uh, 1.2 million to do that. And so it's, it's a challenge and we have great supporters and the return on the investment of supporting the work we do lasts a lifetime because it's really about independence and participation. 
Well, what uh, we talked about a lot of different things here in the interview, and we certainly never have enough time to get to everything. But if you were to sum up our conversation today, what is one thing that you'd really like the general public to take away from this interview? Vision loss does not discriminate. You know, there's a gentleman who, um, his name is D, and he and he's a father of three and uh, worked married, wonderful man, had 20-20 vision, went in for a routine surgery and woke up and came out blind. And now that's an extreme story. Um, the lack of blood flow to the optic nerve impacted his vision. So he went in for a routine surgery and came out with no vision. And so, you know, that's, that's as I said, the extreme story, but there are stories all the way down that continuum that People need to talk to somebody. Don't wait five years. Don't wait 10 years. Don't wait three years to get the help and the services you need because there's opportunities for employment. There's opportunities for independence. There's opportunity for living. There's opportunity to do the, all the things you could do when you had your sight. There, there shouldn't be the barriers because your sight is changing. And so we really want people to know the relevance and that we are here to support them. That's our mission, and our staff is passionate about the work we do. Okay, as are you, and you can tell with, uh, you know, I can tell in the discussion that we're having here today. Um, so you had mentioned that funding is, is always a challenge. Um, yep. What are some other ways that people could support your cause? Yeah, we're always looking for board members. We're looking for volunteers. Um, we, we have support in... Um, leaders who might want to help freshen up the campus. Um, but really our, our big biggest drive right now is from a funding perspective, to be honest. That's okay. our biggest need. Okay, so uh, tell us how people can get a hold of you. Can they donate then on your website? Is the website the best place to get more information about webinars and resources you provide? Yeah, our website is, is a wonderful uh, place to get the information, and it's vision-forward.org, and um, people can go there, and they can access the information, and they can call. Our, our staff list is there. They can talk to any one of us um, who provide services directly um, and to make sure that they get the information that they want. Okay, so again, it's vision-forward dot org okay all right well thank you so much terry for uh being with me today terry davis from vision forward um thank you for sharing your purpose your passion your mission and your vision thank you for having me you are welcome terry talked about some of the ways vision forward is helping to empower educate and enhance the lives of individuals impacted by vision loss as well as how they are collaborating with other organizations, including our next guest, to accomplish that. Stay tuned to hear from our other Centennial nonprofit who helps with this public health concern by connecting the visually impaired with employment opportunities so that they can lead productive, self-sustaining lives. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo. My next guest today is Jim Curlin, president and CEO of Beyond Vision. 
whose mission is to provide sustainable employment for qualified individuals who are legally blind in all areas of employment, including entry level to management positions. Welcome to the show today, Jim. Well, thank you, Jill. And thank you to the Ellen Becker Group for uh, providing this show and providing visibility to uh, organizations like Vision Forward and Beyond Vision. You are welcome, you're welcome. So share with us then, Jim, how you arrived at Beyond Vision and why is their mission so important to you? Well, I um, came across this by accident or maybe not by accident, but uh, literally I was having a beer with my neighbor in his basement and uh, it turned out he was on the board of directors here at Beyond Vision. And um, I was open or perceptive to a, a career change. And uh, he started talking about this company that provided employment opportunities to people were blind and uh, that resonated with me because my father lost his sight to blindness or to uh, diabetes um, because he didn't take care of himself and so for about the last eight years of his life he progressively lost his vision and then he passed and uh, four years later my mom married a blind man uh, my stepfather who is now 97 years old still living independently as a blind person uh, he lost his sight in World War II to a sniper bullet. So he went from totally sighted to totally blind in an instant. And so it was the blindness aspect. I, I, frankly, I, I knew nothing about Beyond Vision. Um, it, it, like Terry said, uh, Vision Forward is one of the best kept secrets on the planet and so is Beyond Vision. So we're 118 years old and uh, never had heard about it, but I, I heard this, um, about this company, this nonprofit that provided employment opportunities to the blind, and that's what resonated with me. So, and you know, I was probably the least qualified, but the most passionate candidate um, because of my personal connection. And and now I just get jazzed every day uh, because uh, you know the people are are just amazing. Uh, and and it's you know we provide employment at all levels, from very beginning level, low skill kind of positions to uh, people with, with degrees and high level skills, but we've got stories like George. George is a guy who's blind since birth. Uh, he's been working here for uh, for decades. Uh, all he wants to know when I when I walk out into the factory at, with a with a guest or a customer, uh, George says, "Are you going to bring us more work?" That's all he wants. He doesn't he doesn't care about anything else except the fact that he has a job. And um, so he's my best salesperson. I always stop by George when, when we have a, a customer. And, and other people like Jackie. Jackie's a professional that, um, who, like my father, lost her sight to uh, the ravages of diabetes, used to run the operations at the county zoo. So Jackie, literally all the, opera, all the animal trainers and, and handlers reported to her. And one day she lost her sight. Um, so she's just amazing, you know, and she, she went to the lowest low and then found Vision Forward and found Beyond Vision and, you know, now she has a life. So I get to get jazzed by that kind of stuff every day. And, uh, yeah, it's just a great job. And you can't teach passion, right? I mean, you can teach somebody how to do a skill, but... I think passion resonates more with people because 
I think you're just able to do more. You have more of an impact when you are uh, working with an organization or with people that, that bring that out in you and others. And again, you have a very personal uh, connection to the mission with your family members. So it, it stands to reason why you would uh, uh, love to work for the organization and why you think their mission is so important. Well, with about 44% unemployment rate among individuals who are blind, your mission to provide this unemployment at all levels from entry level to management, it, it's quite a task, I would say. <laughs> what barriers do you think people with vision loss face then as they try and find employment? There's a lot of barriers, um, Jill. The, the, uh, I, I would say the one word uh, would be fear. Potential employers uh, won't admit this. So, you know, however, the truth is they're afraid uh, to hire people who are blind or have other special needs. So they, and for a variety of reasons, they don't understand how to accommodate their needs, uh, their accessibility needs, uh, but it can be done. You know, we, the technology exists nowadays for their screen readers and electronic navigation aids, et cetera. So a person who's blind or visually impaired can do anything you and I can do. Um, with the right accommodation. But the unspoken truth is they're worried about them hurting themselves uh, you know, in, their, in their heart. Perhaps they're worried about them being capable. And I'll tell you that nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, people with vision loss can do anything that you and I can do, uh, often better. Um, for example, they tend to be better listeners. People who are with visual impairments tend to be better listeners and that makes them better than average uh, customer care center representatives for us. Uh, they they listen uh, better. It's a skill set that all of us could use, right? Um, but I, for example, I, I, I can testify to that firsthand because Vision Forward does this event. It's a fundraising event called Dining in the Dark. And the first time I attended and put on a blindfold uh, and, and had a five-course meal with a blindfold on, I found that I listened better. My wife found that I listened better too. She was like, I'm gonna blindfold you at home because you listen so much better when you're blindfolded. So I, you know, I apparently have ADHD before they knew what to call it. And, and, and my, my uh, distraction is visual. Uh, but when I have a blindfold on, I listen really, really well. So yeah, so it's really true. And, and yeah, people who are blind can do anything you and I can do. Uh, it's just that the employers, the potential employers out there based on you said the 44% unemployment rate, and there's actually a 70% non-employment rate among people who are blind. And so uh, the, the biggest barrier is, is that fear uh, element. So you say that there's a 70% non-employment rate, and I was saying there's a 44% unemployment rate. Explain the difference there between the unemployment and the non-employment. Well, yeah, sadly, um, People, you know, this is a, these are very sticky, stubborn statistics that have been around a long time. And, and uh, sadly, many people who are visually impaired don't know they can have an opportunity to have a career. Um, in, in some cases, they, you know, they lose their sight late in life. They don't even know they've got an opportunity to live, live life to the full. And so, you know, we're here to tell you that that's not true. Um, but the truth is that a lot of people are so disenfranchised from having a career that they stop looking. And that's the difference between those two figures is, is many people 
there are, depending on how large a circle you draw around vision forward and beyond vision, you know, there's thousands and thousands, tens of thousands, maybe even people who are unemployed uh, adults that have visual impairment or blindness, and uh, they don't know about us. They don't know they've got an opportunity to go learn how to how to uh, navigate as a blind person, how to cook, how to take the bus, how to get on a computer, um, and how to have a job. So it's, uh, it's that disenfranchisement and a lot of people just stop looking. Well, give us an example then of some of the jobs that you've placed people in and how it's impacted their lives. Oh, where do I start? Um, so I'll tell you about uh, Julius. He's got a very powerful story. So uh, Julius, middle-aged guy, lost his sight. Living in Texas, lost his sight, lost his business. And literally, he was had given up on life. So he, he actually heard on a different radio program, he heard uh, an advertisement that we, you know, that people with vision loss could have a job at Beyond Vision. And he thought that was kind of laughable, frankly. Um, he, he had uh, made arrangements to go to a nursing home basically give up and, and die. That's where he was. So he stopped by here on the way, stopped by Beyond Vision, and his purpose was to validate that he was right, that he couldn't have a job, right? And of course, we gave him a tour, and we said, you know, you can do this. And we gave him, and we, we started him the following Monday. Um, so, so, and that changed his life. And he, he also got uh, training at Vision Forward. Um, he, he, uh, it turned his whole life around, and now he's one of the leaders, one of the, not appointed, but culture leaders in our organization. People look up to him, and uh, hey, he's, he's got a life again. That's wonderful. Um, you you uh, provide uh, jobs in a number of, of areas, as we said, entry level to management, but some of the things would be like customer service and assembly and packaging, website accessibility, so if there are people out there that have that skill set or want to learn uh, about those areas, they can reach out to you and, and get trained, right? You bet. Yeah, and, and we offer positions um, at, at all levels. Uh, I have, uh, we have a, a couple of people on our senior staff. One of our vice presidents is, is visually impaired. Um, our engineer is visually impaired. Uh, the person that does our ISO training is is totally blind. I mean, we we have uh, we have an in-house recruiter uh, who's totally blind. I mean, we we offer positions at all levels. Um, we've hired people and and taught them how to use the scissors. People that had no skills, no education, no or, or not a not beyond a high school education and and no no experience in the workforce. But we've also uh, hired many people uh, with degrees and even advanced degrees and our purpose is to really give them an opportunity to be all they can be and uh, you know we're we treat all of our employees a little over half of our employees are legally blind and we treat them all the same it's a, it's a very inclusive environment uh, everybody gets a uh, competitive wage um, everybody has excellent benefits and everybody here has the same opportunity to advance themselves and um, and get bonuses and, and uh, promotions and demotions or whatever. Right, just like in the real working world, right? So we treat them all the same. 
Yeah. So as I said in the opening of the show, you focus on what they can do, not on what they can't, right? Which is so important. Uh, with this public health concern declared around vision loss in the United States, it's important for everyone to take it seriously, absolutely, and to do their share to be part of the solution. So when we return, we're going to talk about how Beyond Vision is being impacted by the work Vision Forward is doing. We'll be right back after the break. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo. I'm the Director of Community Outreach. And today I'm talking with Jim Curlin, President and CEO of Beyond Vision. So uh, we all know how important collaboration is when we try to solve problems or challenges. I think we understand that more now than we may have in the past. We need to work together to maximize results, right? How is the work that Vision Forward, who was our first guest, that the work that they're doing, how has that impacted Beyond Vision? So we're really, uh, we really have a symbiotic relationship with Vision Forward. So we're, we're, we're sort of two sides of the same coin. And uh, uh, the way to, the bumper sticker phrase to remember it is they're they're about learning and we're about earning right and and so we uh literally 90 percent of our employees uh, that are visually impaired have received different types of training rehabilitation training uh, to learn how to navigate how to how to uh, use a computer or how to do uh, the basics of, of travel uh, taking a bus etc uh, all of these skill sets are needed to be a good employee. And uh, Vision Forward is really a key part of the community of blindness here. And, and um, yeah, like I said, there are, and you know, we find a lot of our employees by word of mouth as well, referrals within the blindness community. Uh, everybody who's listening, please tell everyone who will listen to you about this um, radio show, because really getting the word out there about people, uh, to people who are visually impaired and looking for a career opportunity is, is what we'd like you to tell them about. Um, and uh, yeah, Vision Forward has got the same challenges, is, is uh, visibility and people knowing that they can and come and learn all the skills they need to live life to the full. You, uh, you both are one of Wisconsin's best kept secrets, as we've been saying, and, and have, as you have been saying. And so again, we're, we're happy that we can provide uh, through this radio show awareness and highlight the great work that you guys do. Um, you receive funding through project specific grant requests and revenue from manufacturing companies like Briggs and Stratton and Harley Davidson, Oshkosh Truck to name a few. So what are some other ways that individuals can support the great work of Beyond Vision? Well, as I mentioned, uh, or maybe I didn't mention it, but you, you know, 90%, 98% of our revenues comes from um, the work our employees do for other organizations. Um, and, and so we do some fund development, but it's not, not as important as it is for Vision Forward. Our budget isn't nearly as dependent. We do about one or 2% uh, through fund development. It's an important one or 2% because it usually uh, funds uh, training and, and special equipment, things like that that are very important to, to our, uh, our mission. But 
Um, the ways people can help, you know, if you know somebody who's visually impaired and wants to pursue a career, as I mentioned, you know, call us. Uh, we can help them. If you know somebody that might have work that we can do, if you if you know somebody that's a, you or somebody you know is a decision maker in a company, and there's work that we might be able to help them with in our call center or our assembly area or our machine shop or etc., um, call us. Maybe we can we can do work for that company, and and that's what creates the job opportunities at the end of the day. Um, that's what makes the wheels on the bus go round and round here, if you will. Um, if you want to write a check to help, uh, you know, call Vision Forward. They're far more dependent uh, than we are uh, as a social enterprise. And uh, we have, as I mentioned, a symbiotic relationship with them and we want them to be healthy. And um, their biggest challenge right now is funding, so. What about volunteers? Uh, we do some, uh, we get some help from volunteers, but not nearly as much, again, as Vision Forward. Um, it, we, we really don't have uh, um, a system set up to, to work with volunteers. Um, we, we've had some, and, uh, but that's not a common thing here. Okay. So, uh, as I always say, not enough time to talk about all the ways that you are impacting the community and the people that you serve. Uh, and we've talked about a number of different things here. Um, so as you said, uh, the bumper sticker for the two of you is learning and earning. Uh, vision forward is the learning piece and beyond vision is the earning piece. I like that, that's easy to remember. You can do a hashtag learning and earning <laughs> to gain awareness out on social media. So last words today for our listeners. What, what would you say to sum up our interview? There was a gentleman by the name of Dr. Kenneth Jernigan. I uh, was a longtime executive director of National Federation of the Blind, uh, otherwise known as NFB. And he said something a while back, a long, a long time ago, decades ago, uh, that's worth repeating. He says, it's respectable to be blind. And uh, yeah, I think that sums it up. Um, you know, we here, and Vision Forward also reject the notion that, you know, lack of sight should limit people. Um, so I would say it's respectable to be blind and you can live life to the full uh, after the vision loss. You just, you know, just reach out and we'll help you get there. And knowing what resources are available is so critical, right? You know, that's, uh, again, why we do the show. You can't, you got to know what your resources are. And so by by becoming informed, becoming aware, uh, you can help yourself and, and others along the way. Uh, contact information, Jim, how, what's the best way for people to reach Beyond Vision? Easiest way is our website. Uh, it's beyondvision.com. So it's B-E-Y-O-N-D, no space, vision.com. And um, there's contact us uh, link there. You can call, uh, you can email. Uh, whatever. Okay. Well, I want to thank my guests today, Terry Davis from Vision Forward and Jim Curlin from Beyond Vision. Thank you both for providing outstanding services to people who are impacted by vision loss. We appreciate you sharing your passion and your mission today. Thanks for being here with us, Jim. Thanks for the opportunity. You're welcome. If you'd like further information about what we talked about today, or if you'd like to be considered as a guest on the show, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com, or you can call our office at 262-691-3200.
and join us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. to learn more about the ways people and organizations are contributing to making our community safe, healthy, prosperous, and others focused. You can tune into News Talk 1130 on your radio, or you can go to Newstalk1130.com on your computer. You can also listen on your cell phone via the iHeartRadio app. You can visit our website at ellenbecker.com radio to listen to previously aired shows. And you can also listen on demand now, which is great. Uh, you can listen when time allows, or time permits, uh, at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. If you happen to know someone who is experiencing some kind of vision impairment, share what you learned today with them. Again, we talk about knowing your resources. You find out some good information, share it. Think about ways that you can help them, those people that are struggling with vision loss, reach their full potential and lead active, independent lives. And you can start by connecting them to the resources that we shared today. And that would be a great way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Have a glorious day, everyone.